As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Super Bowl, it's on its way, and the NBA is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be on the action of BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals, to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and sign up using our promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys, welcome to our Pit Panther Rants and our Sports Rants podcast. Brought to you by Armchair Media. Hashtag take a seat. This is Vlad Harris here. It's been two months, and I have not podcasted. Well, actually, it's been two and a half months now, and I've been on a hiatus. Um, I have a lot that's been going on in my life. Pretty much in my personal life that I'll get to later in this show because I'm not going to bore you with all the gory details. Um, what's been new with me? Well, you know, I mean, I'm obviously st- still been on Twitter. Uh, just work has picked up. Virtual school has been driving me nuts as well. So it's been pretty much... Kind of a fun ride. I mean, is there anything new? I mean, well, you know, you know, I bought some new clothes. I uh, bought a coffee roaster. I'm, I'm actually roasting my own coffee. Like I've, I've started that whole whole process. The thing about it is, I bought like a little. I bought a um, a coffee roaster for sixty bucks. It was a Christmas gift to me. And the medium roast. Unfortunately, it doesn't really roast at medium. It's more of a French roast, so it's kind of a darker, kind of you know darker roast. I don't mind you know French roast. I'm just not really you know. It's not. I mean, it's, it's not horrible. Well, you know, I don't think French roast is totally horrible, but I'm just not big on it. You know, I like a me. I like a light to a medium roast. Although I should be. Doing the French roast, even the darker roast, because they're less less acidic and I have acid reflux, so that would you know that would definitely help me out. I'm just clicking through here. So the NFL season played out. I mean, Tom Brady ends up in the Super Bowl again, which was no surprise. I mean, Green Bay is. They were on a roll, and you figure eventually they were going to fuck up, you know, one of those games, and they did. That's just that. Not surprised by Kansas City, although I thought Buffalo had a chance to upset them, but Josh Allen, the old Josh Allen came out of retirement. He was a bit erratic early, and you could tell just by that first drive where he almost threw that pick where they had to sell for the field goal that they were going to, you know, that it was going to be one of those games for them. 
I'll, I'll um, give Josh Allen a lot of credit. I didn't think, despite with Stefan Diggs, that he'd be any better this year, and he was. And Stefan Diggs, I thought his numbers would suffer having a erratic quarterback throwing the ball to him, but he caught 141 passes and had probably the best season he's had in a long time. I mean, he was really good with the Vikings, but he had Kirk Cousins throwing him the ball, and, you know, they, the Vikings gave Kirk Cousins fully guaranteed money and I don't understand why the guy was like a seven nine eight eight nine seven type quarterback, and you just don't do that. I mean, I feel bad for Ryan Fitzpatrick because if you know if this was if he was younger and this was you know his time, hell, he'd be he'd be on easy street right now. But if you look at Ryan Fitzpatrick num- Fitzpatrick's numbers, he's actually carved himself a decent living, you know, doing what he does, being a journeyman. Now, the Steelers, you know, they've obviously their season ended, ended bad. I think the turning point for that season was probably the Baltimore game where, you know, it got postponed so many times due to COVID. And then, of course, when they played it, they had a bunch of injuries. And it just never got any better for them. They lost that Redskins game. And it was never this. They were just never the same team. Uh, I just I saw that the, the Steelers aren't going to renew James Conner's contract. I have no issues with this. Um, James Conner, you know, as a Pitt fan for me, has nothing to prove to me at all. I mean, he's proved enough with him, you know, with the college career that he had and the fact that he battled cancer. On You know, I think unfortunately, you know, with cancer, I think it's broken down his body because he just can't stay healthy. He was always hurt. And... If anything, he probably needs a. Uh, he probably at this point needs to go somewhere else. I mean, it's not that, you know, I don't. It's not that I don't want him. I think he just needs a change of scenery, and sometimes you need that, you know, if, if you're a player, or even a coach, you need somewhere else to go. So, hopefully, he catches on with a, you know a better place and a better system, better offensive line. I saw that Ben Roethlisberger is going to. Um, restructure his contract for his, for next year. And that's great. But if I'm the Steelers and, and if Deshaun Watson is somewhat in play, I make a move for him. Because Deshaun Watson is a really good quarterback. I watched him in Houston. I know what he can do. He's a really, I mean, he's really good. So I really don't understand, you know, for me, if he's in play, I, I make a move for him. And I tell Ben that, you know, hey, it's been a great career, happy trails. I mean, you know, they told Heinz Ward to hit the road, and they told Lachor Paul Mala to hit the road. There's nothing wrong with telling Ben to hit the road as well. Because the Steelers next year aren't winning the Super Bowl with them. They're probably not going to win the Super Bowl with Deshaun Watson either. Or Matt Stafford. But you know what? If you want to keep your long-term prospects going, if you're the Steelers, you have to get yourself a good quarterback when Ben is gone. Because Mason Rudolph isn't the answer. I don't care what anybody says. I've watched him play. And at this point, you have to have it. He doesn't. So, you know. 
enjoy the backup money. But Deshaun Watson, I think, wants to go to New York. The Jets and I, you know... Hey, if they have a good nucleus of, of players, by all means, go do it. I mean, the Texans are a dumpster fire, to say the least. I mean, I'm not sure how they handled that, but I mean... They had, I think, I think they have Deshaun Watts for three more years of his contract. They could give an Eric Bynum a three-year deal, and if Eric Bynum, if Eric Bynum fucks up, then you know what, you can fire him, and then Deshaun, and then you can tell Deshaun, you know what, you that, good, you see, you you made us hire this guy, now you wasted more of your career, you know, whatever. Beats me, guys. I don't know. But yeah, the Steelers season in a pretty big disappointment. I mean. When the Browns and Steelers playoff game was announced as a primetime game, I knew it was going to be a bad one because Steelers and primetime games seemed to be some sort of a problem. They either lose or they win, and it's it's always in an ugly fashion. It doesn't matter how bad the football team is they're playing. They always keep it close. And, and this has been like this since when I lived in Pittsburgh and I went to the games in the Tomlin era. I went to those Monday night and Thursday night games with my dad, and I think one night we put, I think one game we played here the Bengals and Browns. It was one of the two, and I figured, you know, my, my dad and I were like, yeah, you know what, this game should be by halftime. We'll go, we'll, we'll get on the, you know, probably like believe it around the third quarter and just you know, get on the road and get home because we got, we got work in the morning. No, it was a nail biter to the end. But yeah, that's just that. Now, pit basketball is underway, and and pits. You know, they've had some. Um, I guess some recent uh, adversity. Well, I mean, they dropped their last two after some nice wins. I don't expect this team to go to the tournament. We haven't been to the tournament since the Jamie Dixon era, so I'm not really, you know... I'm not really going to put my whole energy into them making the tournament or, or any kind of postseason. It's, you know, this this this, this whole 2020-2021 has been a dumpster fire, and it just really doesn't matter. But, the you know, Pitts, you know, they pulled together some nice wins. And of course they, um, well, they've lost some disappointing games. I mean, the Wake Forest game was a disappointing one because they just beat Duke and they beat Syracuse a bunch of times and things were really looking up. The North Carolina one, if there's one game you expected them to lose, it was this one because it's North Carolina. But Wake Forest is a shitty team and they should have won it and you know, it's too. You know, for some reason, with this team, it's too much of ring, ring press clippings and headlines. They get too full of themselves, and next thing you know, they're. It's like that with the Narduzzi teams too. I mean, they they win a few games, and then they they think they're the shit, and all of a sudden they lose. They they do a they lose all like you know, one of those what the fuck games. We'll get to their we'll get to their schedule as well for for next year because we're all. I mean, as one person pointed out to me on Twitter. Every single year, we're looking at we're always looking at um, which two games that they're gonna just lose. You know, they're gonna pull which two losses they're gonna pull out of their ass. 
like they always do. And they'll, which they'll find a way to finish eight and four, seven and five. So we'll dig into that here in a bit. But I also saw that the Pitt had to dismiss uh, John Hooley, who just um, who just got on campus not too long ago, and well, he's off campus now, and he's in probably going to be in a legal system. Um, the charges were pretty ugly. I saw the report. I mean, when I read the um, the, the, the press release. As I was reading it, I thought it was just going to be a misunderstanding. Like, you know, they, they're at a party and they decide to, to, to borrow the, the borrow the girl's car. And maybe, you know, when she woke up, she saw what was going and freaked out and called the police saying someone stole her, stole her car. I thought maybe it was just going to be something like that initially. But then as I read the whole story, it got worse and worse. The car was gone for a lot longer than, you know... A short period of time, <laughs> maybe I think a few months, and on top of that, the license plate was missing. They they stole a license plate off another car and replaced it. I mean, I just don't understand it. I mean, this guy, is, he's a freshman on scholarship, living on campus, getting free education, free room and board, free health care because you know Pitt's going to take care of him. He's getting all that. And he does this. I mean, maybe it's outside influences because that's what happens with a lot of these players is they, you know, there's some things they just can't escape. But I just don't understand why he would just participate in this. I mean, this is why a lot of, you know, a lot of of kids in in Pittsburgh, you know, they don't go to Pitt. They go somewhere else where there's a road where it's, Royals, you know, it's royal with cow pastures and whatnot because they want to escape whatever is, you know, is, is following them. But, I mean, this guy, Hewley, is from New York. Yes, I think he is. Oh, actually, no, he's power four from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm, I'm getting him mixed up with someone else. I think Noah Collier got him mixed up with. But still, I just don't get it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's young. I hope he gets through what he did. I mean, he's facing you know three felony account, you know, two counts of criminal conspiracy, one kind of stolen property. I mean, whatever it is, I hope he gets through it. You know, he's young, and you know, I hope you know he tries on. At least I hope he learns from this. But fortunately, for some, they they don't. But, I mean, this guy had a lot of talent, and it's not saying his his life is over. I mean, if he can do his time and whatnot and get to hopefully get back to college or whatever, I mean, he's, you know, hopefully it works out. So let's move on to some other stuff, and then we'll get into the pit football stuff. Uh, one more thing to talk about. Uh, the Mets. Uh, Jared Porter, Jared Porter, their GM was fired for sending an explicit text, and I guess he was. I guess he was trying to get the attention of somebody. I guess a reporter. Yeah, it was in 2016 while working for the Cubs. Wow! So he got a GM job and he got a GM job in uh, 
for the Mets, and then of course he, whatever he did surfaced years later. I guess he sent him to a reporter. I guess, yeah, a female reporter. Which you know what, I don't get. You're a GM, and you're making a whole bunch of money. I mean, I'm sure you can meet somebody that's attractive, younger, probably. I mean, because you're making a boatload of money. Plus, I mean... He was, I mean, at the time he was in Chicago when he did this. I mean, Chicago, New York, two big cities. I'm sure he, you know, you, you can find somebody that's going to, you know, that's eventually going to like you for your, your personality because obviously, initially, if you're going to attract somebody, it's, you know, out of your league. I'm sure she's just going to, she's just going to want your money. But I'm sure she'll follow up your personality eventually. I just don't get it. I mean, if you, if somebody does not have interest in you, and your same text messages, like 60 of them. I mean, for me, I mean, it's if, if it's after two or three, t- you know, I think the max I go with any female would be probably two, maybe one or two messages. You know, if they reply back, they reply back. But you don't send a dick pic. I mean, if, if she's ignored the six, the, you know, whatever, she's going to ignore the dick as well. I mean... I mean, I mean, look, I mean, and of course he blamed, he blamed on stock images he was sending. I mean, it doesn't matter if it, was a, if, if it was a fucking stock image. You sent her a dick. So there was some sort of, there was some sort of intent there. I mean, if, if they like your personality, they're obviously, they're obviously not gonna like your dick either. So, I mean, that's gotta, that's gotta be bad, you know I mean? We're talking, yeah. But now he's, you know, his career is, you know, he screwed up his own career. I mean, this, this is his own doing. I mean, he could have, um, he could have handled this better by moving on without saying the dick pics. He could have, I mean, I'm sure he could have met somebody that would have, you know, they could have liked each other, and you know, maybe she, well, yeah, maybe she like his nude, his nude photos. But yeah, I mean, one thing you don't do after, you know, I mean, you stop at least after two or three text messages, and if she's not interested, you move on. But you don't end it with a dick pic. I mean, I mean, especially this guy's age. I mean, come on now. Women by the, you know, women have probably seen their shares. Of, they've seen their shares of dicks. Okay. Whether it's you know photos or whatnot, so I mean, come on now, our penises aren't exactly life fucking changing to them at all. If they are, I mean, that's how you end up married with kids and stuff like that. But anyways, guys, let's take let's take a moment here. Uh, talked about Ben online, the Super Bowl. Is back in session. We got that coming up. Kansas City, Tampa Bay. NBA is in effect. Go to betonline.ag. 
lots of props, lots of games to bet on. You can bet on, you know, fantasy totals, you know, how many touchdowns Tom Brady's going to throw. Use the promo code armchair and claim your bonus as well. So go to betaline.ag. And while you're at it, the country's opening up. So go to manscaped.com. Yes, Manscaped. Because you know what? You're going to want to look good. You know, you have to make make sure your man parts are looking, uh, they're looking good. Fresh, you're groomed, they're groomed and they're smelling good. And I got that lawnmower 3.0 where you can, you know, you can shave in the, you know, in the dark, you know, if power goes out. You know, it's got, you know, it's, it's really good. And they have all kinds of other products to use. So guys, I mean, you know, the country's opening up. People are going nuts. You know, if you want to, you know, get your whole um, social life back in order, get yourself groomed. And for ladies who, who's listening to this podcast, hey, you know, you may have a, you know, I'm sure, you know, you, you, you may be going back to the office or maybe there's just, you know, there's a man crush you have and, you know, send them a little gift, send them, send them some Manscaped. I mean, for, you know, for other, you know, in some cases, you know, you may have that, you know, that, that male coworker, that, that teaching partner that you, that you work with, you know, Hey, you know, if you want to check them out, get in the Manscaped. I don't know the promo code. And of course we don't have them as a sponsor anymore, but I just, I just want to get that out there. <laughs> Sorry guys, I just had to do that. Which uh, you know, which I'll be getting into after the after the pit thing. Alright, so pit ended our season six and five, and I really haven't, you know, talked about it much. It was just one of those, you know, it was just a typical pit season. Somehow they somehow it didn't matter how short the season was, they still managed to lose five games. I mean, if we look down the list here, I mean, we 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 killed Austin P. Syracuse, we beat, and we should have beat them by a lot more. Same with Louisville. And then we had NC State, and that's when the wheels started to fall off. We we lost this game in the final minutes, final final minutes. Same with Boston, well, Boston College, we lost in overtime, and that game, I don't know, that game coming either way. They 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 either should have knocked us out, or we should have knocked them out. But uh, we went to overtime, we scored, had a chance to tie the game, and we missed the extra point. So two losses where we just, you know, again, it's one of those things where we always find two games to pull out of our ass that we lose. Miami was a winnable game despite we were without Kenny Pickett. We just couldn't get in the end zone. Notre Dame, we just, well, we couldn't do a damn thing against Notre Dame. We couldn't even get off the field on third down, and they just they just blew us out of the water. Then uh, after that, Paris Ford, you know, he leaves. Kenny Pickett returns. We end up winning four of our next four of our last five, you know, three of our last four games. We destroyed Florida State and Virginia Tech. Clemson, you know, we never gave ourselves a chance in this game, although we could have had a chance, but, you know, that's just how that goes. Georgia Tech, we won 34-20. And, you know, that was really about it. I mean, there's nothing really too much sauce to do about that. That's that, this whole uh, thing. As far as the... Um, 
season one, Kenny Pickett had a hell of a year, and he's coming back, which surprises the hell out of me because I don't know why he'd want to come back. Maybe he just doesn't want to test the draft waters. He wants to get another year under his belt. I think he's fine. I think he's more than ready to go. But but you know what? I am not going to complain because our options after Kenny if Kenny Pickett is gone are Joey Yellen, Davis Bevel, and Nick Patty. And well, we saw. I mean, I took I took a big loss with Joey Yellen because I really liked him at one point. But he started really, he was really bagging us in Notre Dame. Davis Bevel, mm, nothing much there. Nick Patty, we had him on, we had him, you know, as, as a great cross type of thing. Where if we needed a rushing touchdown, we got it. But uh, if our offensive line doesn't really get, get their act together, I'm not sure why any quarterback would want to spend another, you know, Time on our, you know, you know, another year on, you know, getting their ass kicked. But I'm glad they take Kenny back because we need a competent quarterback to help us for this year. We've lost some, um, we lost a lot of star power, especially on defense. We we're losing a good bit of it, so we're gonna need some offense. And you know, we do lose DJ Turner. I mean, he had a hell of a year. I mean, especially the second half of the season, he really turned it up. And I really don't blame him for going pro. I would love to have him back. But I think for him, it's a great story because he didn't really see much playing time where he was at. He comes in the pit and he took advantage of it. I'm not sure really what happened with the Taysier Mack. I know he was dealing with injury early in the year, but he just like, he really fell. After the season he had, he just really fell down on the depth chart. I mean, does he come back? I mean, can he come back? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I know that they're, I know for this COVID thing, they're, they're granted another year. I'm sure he does come back if he can. But um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I would say his stance is up in the air. But receiving-wise, I mean... Jordan Aston was our leading receiver, 60 catches, 666 yards. He'll be back. Shockey Jockey showed some progress this year. As did Jared Wayne. I think uh, Trey Tipton's coming back. And I don't mind Trey Tipton coming back because he's a veteran. And we ought, we need that. Jalen Barton showed lots of uh, potential as well. So I, I think Pitt's pretty much loaded at the receiver position. But yeah, I mean, it just seemed like you know after the season Taysier Mac had, he just became an afterthought, and I don't know. Tight end is a little bit of a mystery yet. I'm hoping well, Daniel Moraga showed some promise, but I mean, we didn't really do much with the tight ends. Now, rushing was our disappointment. I mean, our leading rusher this year was Vincent Davis. He rushed for about 700 yards. Although a good chunk of those yards just came against one team, Georgia Tech. After that, it's A.J. Davis. and with, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was just a, for some reason, we just can't run the football. I don't know what it is. Now, defensively, I mean, it was just a hell of a, you know, Lord, I mean Patrick Patrick Jones nine nine sacks. We're sure we were seven half sacks. I mean we we had a bunch. I mean 
Sabosi Dennis, four sacks. Cam Bright, four and a half. I mean, this team just had, defensively, they had a really good year. I mean, sure, they let us down. I guess NC State, they really let us down. But overall, this team had a really, you know, they had a you know, really good year. But as usual, we found some ways to lose football games. Now, looking at Pitt's 2021 schedule, they got, they start with UMass. Then, September 11th, they play Tennessee at, at Knoxville. Then, they're at home against Western Michigan, New Hampshire. Then, they go on the road, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech. Then, they're at home against Clemson at Hines. Then, Miami. Then, they go on the road against Duke, November 6th, and then... North Carolina has a Thursday night game, which, you know, how much we love that. And it's at home. They got Virginia at home, and they got Syracuse. Now, if we look at the schedule overall, they should win, They should beat UMass, 1-0. Tennessee is a dumpster fire. They should win that game, but it's at Knoxville. So, whatever, 2-0. Western Michigan, 3-0. New Hampshire, 4-0. Georgia Tech isn't that good yet, so 5-0. Six and zero against Virginia Tech, so they got Clemson. So you're looking at six and one, six and one. They lose to Miami. They're six and two. Beat Duke seven and two. Uh, they lose to North Carolina seven and three. They beat Virginia. They beat Syracuse nine and three. So right there, they should they should be on on paper at first glance they should be nine and three at least ten and two at the max nine and three at the minimum. But as as one person pointed to me on Twitter. Pitt always finds some way to lose at least two or three more games. So let's take a look at the tail of the tape and see who exactly they can lose to. They'll be 1-0 against UMass because there's no way in the hell they're losing that game. Tennessee, it's at, home, it's at Knoxville. Tennessee has all these SEC athletes, and I'm sure Pitt's going to find a way to fuck this game up. So there's 1-1. One one. It'll be Western Michigan. It'll be New Hampshire. So they're 3-1. Georgia Tech, they're going to be four and one. Although Georgia Tech has given us problems under you know in their dues here, but yeah, let's give them four and one. Uh, Virginia Tech, I think we still win that one. It's at Blacksburg though, but yeah, we still win that. So yeah, we're looking at it. let's see. We're at five and one, which is against Clemson at home at five and one is just too good to be true, right? So maybe we end up losing. Either dropping the Georgia Tech game or, or Virginia. It's going to be probably one of these two road games, I bet. I would love to pick Virginia Tech, but I have a feeling we lose to Georgia Tech. So I'm going to go with Georgia Tech is what we lose to. So we're 4-2. and two. We lose to Clemson, Miami. We're 4-4. Four and four. We beat Duke 5-4. Five and four. Uh, We lose North Carolina 5-5. Five and five, And we close out being Virginia and Syracuse at 7-5. So that seems, that seems the logical thing that's going to happen here. Because Tennessee has these SEC athletes, and for some reason, I don't know, we're going to be intimidated because we're playing at a freaking rocky top. And they got a new coach, so obviously we're going to do something there because, you know, we just played the UMass, which is which is a shitty opponent. So we're, we're going to come out flat against Tennessee. So that's one and one. Western Michigan, we recover. We beat New Hampshire. Three and one. We're looking ahead to Virginia Tech at Blacksburg, so... Oh, you know what? I didn't think about this. 
Virginia Tech is a bye, off a bye week. You know how Pitt is off a bye week. So you know what? We beat Georgia Tech to go 4-1. and one. We lose Virginia Tech to go 4-2. and two Because we're coming off a bye week, and we suck ass after bye weeks. Um, Clemson, we lose 4-3. and Finally, 4-4. Four and, four. and this is... We're at 4-4. Four and four, And this is where the, the season comes in the doubt. Right? This is where how it always happens. The season comes in the doubt, and we want to fire Pat and Arduzzi. You know, or fire somebody. But then we beat Duke, we're 5-4, and, and then we... You know, we lose North Carolina 5-5, five and five, and we're still in doubt. Then we lose our, we win our next two, Virginia and Syracuse. And then we beat, and then somehow we go to some shitty bowl. I'm sure we're not one to go 8-5. There we go. We, we win it, and of course we have this optimism for next year, despite the fact that we're losing Kenny Pickett. So there we go. I just broke down Pitt's uh, 2021 schedule. I thought this was going to be a hard thing to do. But, I mean, we're losing some talent on defense. Offensively, you know, passing game receivers were looking good. Dave Borbley's got to get his act together in terms of the, terms of the um, offensive line. He should have been the hot seat last year. He should have been the hot seat this year. I'm not sure what's going to happen with Mark Whipple either, but who knows. Anyways... I guess I should talk about what's going on with me for the last, you know, for what's, you know, why I've been gone for two months since I'm closing this out. I, you know, um, I am, a, I am single again after, hmm, 12 years, 12 years and three kids, I'm, I'm single again. So obviously things between me and my my ex came to an end and and I'll say this I mean for me I would say probably back in 2019 I you know things you know for me weren't all that great the last I would say I don't know Probably since I lost my job in 2016, although when unemployment does add stress to things, and, you know, I thought things were better after that. I mean, we did take family vacations in 2017, 2018, and then it just went off the rails. I don't know what happened. I have my... um, I have my um, theories, and the thing is, uh, the thing is, I know what exactly happened. Although, in any split up, there's always going to be the villain, and I can't. No matter what evidence I have, I can't tell, change this person's narrative, and I'm sure she can't change mine either. So I can't, you know. It is what it is. I think for me, when I went to go visit my friend in July of 2019, I, tur- I just turned 40 at that time. I went to go visit him. He was suffering with a brain tumor. And I think then and there was where I had to have an honest conversation with myself 
as to where I'm at and where I'm going with my life. You know, obviously I have three kids. I have to think of them as well. But I also have to wonder about myself. I mean, there's nothing wrong with putting your kids and and your, your significant other first. But... There's, um, you also have to take care of yourself as well. And so as 2019, the square began, we decided to, um, you know, go our separate ways. And of course the pandemic happened. I mean, we at last had more conversations because here's the thing after all this time and kids, you don't want, it's hard to give up on something. It really is. I mean, I tell people, if you have a chance to save what you have, save it. But for me, back in May and June, it was quite obvious that I was not going to be able to, you know, salvage what I had. And of course, you know, and looking back now, I'm glad I didn't. And for me, on top of, you know, on top of this, on top of my, you know, virtual school, my kids and my job, being at home doing all this, it's you know, it's been a drain. And for me, I've had to deal with some emotions and some things that I never had to deal with. That I didn't think I had to deal with. You, you know, I you know, with this whole thing with the split up, I thought it was alright, because you know, this person didn't want to be with me anymore. And it's fine. Forget her, F her. But then, you know, when a reality kicks in and you think about all the things over the years where you, you know, it's like, you know, until death do you part, you do right by this person. And then you get thrown away like yesterday's trash. And I'm, you know, I've, I've, you know, I'm not going to mention anything, but I've seen this with one person. I mean... He suffered a life-threatening illness, and his wife, you know, stood by his side, took time off, took you know, took a leave of absence to take care of him. I guess it looks like he, you know, he's they're divorcing because he did some things, and that's kind of shitty. Actually, it's really shitty, and I can understand why people, when they go through divorces and whatnot, they want to burn the fucking buildings down because they're pissed. They're, they're pissed off, and they don't know how to. They don't know how to deal with uh, their anger. Because you know, for me, yeah, I mean, these last two months, I've been dealing with a lot. I mean, not the last two, but I mean, I realized I was dealing with a lot of anger and a lot of hurt. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I didn't realize I was in pain until I would say probably. Around Thanksgiving, when thing I realized I was acting out of my own character. You know, I was a lot more hostile, and I realized I just I, I had to find people to talk to that went through the same things that I that I went through. And one thing I learned is what I had is gone; it's over, and I need to leave it there. I need to leave it either. Either put it in a box, throw it in the attic somewhere, throw it in a fucking black trash bag and put it out in the fucking dumpster. It's gone. And, you know, I think at one point I was, you know, like that movie uh, Swingers, 
where John Favreau is, you know, he's he broke up with his girlfriend after several years, and he goes across the state to go to California to get his career going, and he, you know, he has a hard time dealing with um, the breakup and dealing with the emotions with it. And, you know, I think I had a point where, you know, I was, you know, that was, there was that scene where, you know, he, um, he calls a girl several times after getting her number. And I guess she tells him not to, not to call him ever again. And I think for, um, that, I mean, of course he got in a fight with his buddy as well. I mean, his buddy called him out on, you know, being moping over his ex. And so he sat there the next several days, you know, with the blinds shut and he was looking at pictures of how they once were. And then of course, Rob played by Ron Livingston, as we know, who played Peter Gibbons in office space comes in and just gives him a speech about how, you know, the future's, you know, she's a sweet girl, but fuck her. I mean, you got to get on with your life and the future is bright. And, you know, I kind of had that little uh, type of thing going to me and, you know, I realize, you know, now the future's bright and this whole thing gives me an opportunity to go meet someone that I can connect with that's, you know, on my, on my level, you know, mentally and spiritually and all that crap. I mean, do I totally blame my, you know, my ex for what happened? No, I'm, I'm part of it too. I mean, I mean... When you have when you have a relationship or a marriage, whatever, you gotta build a solid foundation. And I don't think we I just don't think we ever did that. Or in fact I never did it either. I mean, if anything, we built a house on mud and it just you know, it just collapsed eventually. It just did. I mean, sure it's on mud, you keep it up with some stuff, you keep you know, replacing blocks and whatnot, but it just um, you know, it just fell apart. But I mean if you're going, through, I mean, if you're going through some some things like, I just you know, for me, I had to go talk to some people because they've dealt with the same things. Because for me, it was never going to get any better, and so I've done that now, and I'll continue to do that. But now, I mean, I just you know. And I don't really worry myself of where this person's at, where they're going, and who they're doing it with. I don't, you know, I don't care as long as, as long as you know my kids get, you know, as long as you know she's alive and the kids are, you know, there to see her. That's all that matters. So, anyways, guys, that's pretty much what's been happening with me. Um, that's why I kept this at the end of the podcast because I really just didn't feel like talking. You know, I didn't want to start out. You know, po- you know, my first podcast in two years was something depressing. But I'm not. I'm enjoying the single life now. I mean, it really isn't that bad. I mean, would I would I would I take you know the fa- the, the whole family thing in a heart you know heartbeat? Sure. I mean, if I could save it, I could. But that option's over, and I gotta leave a go, and I have to move on. So, anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Hell to Pit. Talk to you later. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.